Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, listeners, and a special hey, hola, bonjour, hi, and hello to all those of you who support us on Patreon. Now, as y'all know, we got quite a few patrons who have joined the party, so we're going to slowly get through batches of names every single week. This week, we want to shout out, Lord, I need some glasses. Hope I hope this is right. Is that Tornia? Okay, let me just read <laughs> Right, exactly. Tornia, Crystal, Tiffany, Anita, Stephanie Jones, Jazzy, and Orlandis, Sydney, and Debbie Aban Mensa. Yes, yes, yes. These people, you might have joined two or three weeks ago, but we are determined to name every single person on this Patreon. Remember, you can give to the Patreon for $1, $2, $5, and even 78 cents a month. If you're looking for that information, I have it on my TikTok bio, my Instagram bio, but you can also find it here in the episode notes. I only wish Ben supported this family the way that you patrons do. Now, Ben, say what you got to say. Oh, no, that's it. Oh, I've been working on some new music that... Wait, wait, we ain't there yet. Anything about the Patreon? Anything about the Patreon? Yeah, about the Patreon. Oh, I've okay, been working sorry. on some new music, and I'm going to post it exclusively to the Patreon. Oh, boy. It's beautiful, you know, <laughs> lyrical music. I'm writing a full studio album. The title of it is going to be For Wild. It's going to go, it's going to hit some number one charts. It's going to have like. You're really instilling. <laughs> you going to make people leave the Patreon. I'm just kidding. Here's the thing. I, you know what? Okay, wait. Join the Patreon. Every month we give away a book. This month we're giving away Danny Lords and, and other uh, authors. We'll shout them out soon. But Queen of Bad Dreams uh, by one-fifth part Danny Lore will be giving that book away and we're also gonna be discussing that book today on the podcast now let's get started with the show Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sci under the Believe Podcast Network. It's a podcast about black science fiction and fantasy and staying on the same page of our marriage. Today's episode 86, and we will be discussing the comic book, as I just said at the top of the show, Queen of Bad Dreams. The book is written by Danny Lore, who is a black author, but the artist is Jordi Perez, colorist is Dearbla Kelly and the letterer is Kim McLean but we so we just want to acknowledge everybody else and all of the the great creators that went into yeah. this insanely one of my favorite comic books that I have ever read on this show but it was written by a black woman Danny Lord uh, there they go by gender neutral ooh, pronouns correct me it is written by a black person they them and there will be spoilers for the story that we're going to discuss today now, let's get back to Ben and his music, okay? Well, I just want to point out, we can get to the music, but a colorist is not someone who treats someone different based on the color of their skin. I think, I think, yeah, we'll give, give yeah. the context, but but we, I'm grateful that you said that. Ben, here's the thing. Can so I talk Dear, about your music Dear for a Bla second? Kelly is not a colorist or doesn't believe in colorism. Who, who we don't know that. Dear, yeah, well. We don't I, know that for I checked, sure. I checked their um, Twitter. They seem pretty... Not you can't that. tell by someone's Twitter if they're racist or colorist. Uh, yes, you can. Because you have to put the little Black Lives Matter in the bio. And if it's not there. <laughs> if you're not there, then it's, you're... It's tons of people that, that, that I don't, have, that, I don't have a Black Lives there. Matter shirt that say problematic shit. Yeah. Let's talk about your music. It's fucking dope. 
here's the thing about it. I'm working on a, a rap song. It's going to no, be like a, No. It's like Flight of the Concords, but with my own little style, you know. Let's not. So, have you watched Flight of the Concords? I have not. Yeah. That's why I've, I'm just going to err on the side of not, right? Here's the thing about your music, and I love you dearly. I love you down. You could get away with just about anything under my watch at this stage in our relationship after getting me through the, the laboring of our child. But let me say this. You are a wordsmith. Mm-hmm. You write beautiful music. Yep. Your vocals are interesting i'll say that's okay so that so i try to come in and help you vocally because you because you have a lot of gifts your your writing is is spot on i love how you play the guitar but we singing isn't your ministry that's okay you know when like are you, musicians are you willing go to, like, and they resign like, to that they, fact? they accept their grammys and like for all the haters who didn't believe me out there I'm like when i say hater. that you you can guess one of the haters now, everybody. When I win my first Grammy, my I, first Emmy, maybe my first Academy Award for like best music soundtrack or something, and I say for all the haters who didn't believe in me, and okay. then I would look at you because we'd still be together, <laughs> God willing. Let me ask you a very serious question: Do you think you sing well? I think <laughs> that I sing in a way that would connect with people. Do I sing like I'm a from a yes. black gospel choir? No, well, you if that's your definition you from, of well. It is. Do I sing like a Broadway musical star? No. But do I have a voice that that some people would find attractive? Yes. Well, who are those people? The, our page. <laughs> you can sign up on the Patreon and you can be one of those people. But so, but here's the thing. Most times, because I'm not an incredible singer, but you know I can carry a tune in a bucket. But I can't play well. Sometimes I I struggle to stay on the same key. Like I know that about myself. But for some reason, you're you're not willing to maybe possibly I le- I admit lean in, that you're like you know singing is not my thing. But I'm I'm a hell of a guitarist. I lean into my to myself. I accept my voice <laughs> I, for I what it is. Lean into yourself. Go ahead, do a trust fall right now where I can see you catch yourself. Yeah. It, spiritually speaking, mm. metaphysically speaking. But I love I love that about you. I love when you sing loudly off key. It's it's quite enduring. So when you do your song, uh we'll we'll let the patrons decide. Well, let me ask you this, patrons, and everybody out there who is still listening to us uh ramble. Do you think it is do you think we should tell our family members <laughs> when they shine in some talents and don't in other areas? Maybe that's me. And I need, I need to learn this now because in case, like I said, Wild can't sing well, I need to know, like, should I be like, you should really play guitar like your dad? Or should I say, like, you should really sing like your father because he has a unique voice. It's unique. It's unique. It doesn't Bob matter. Bob Dylan I'll let you had a terrible myself. voice and he still brought music. No, Listen, it's I say plenty of people you know that are famous latch, that, the latch that can't can, sing well. Yeah, the latch uh get a good latch. Oh yeah. Like I did a TikTok video on that and people thought my voice was good. There were comments 
There are people no. that, that, that connected with. Okay, we'll repost that video. I promise you the vocals weren't what they thought was good. They thought your writing was funny, which it was. Right, and but some people made comments on my vocals. Listen, you don't. You personally do not have to like my... You can personally be I a hater. It. There are lots of haters out there. I'm not there. here to yuck yo yum. I'm really not. I, I just I didn't, want... I'm not looking for you to, to yuck anything. Like, it's not my yum. It just, it's not like I relish in my singing. You it's do. It's just the voice you that I have, it. and I use it. I love it, too. Mm. Do you love it or hate it? Make a decision. <laughs> indecisive. I can appreciate it. Just like the Usually, pain. I'm the indecisive one. What's going on with you today? I can appreciate your voice, just like people, for whatever reason, somewhat still appreciate our podcast. Uh, remember, folks out there, if you're like, y'all, I ain't giving y'all no money, that one red cent, that is okay. You know how you can still support us on Apple Podcast. Here's one Apple Podcast rating. This is one. Mm. This one's from Candid Can Baby Bay. All right. Right on time. Hey, y'all. I am so happy I found more content of you guys after watching for months on TikTok. I absolutely love your podcast. Being a black girl that's a cool nerd. It's always been hard. Not too many people you can talk to not too many people you can talk to because they begin to look at you like huh not having too many interests with others around me but you guys bring just what i need and it's i especially enjoy your baby content because me and my boyfriend are expecting and we'll be those nerdy parents lol oh congratulations i listen every day and you are the first people i ever supported on patreon thank you for being Thank you for being you. And Ben, I totally agreed on the theme, the it themed nursery. Super cool. And y'all got me thinking about my own kid over here. LOL. Blessings. Awesome. Oh, yeah. If you're not familiar, Ben wanted to do a, like a Stephen King it themed yeah. nursery, you know, blood and all Pennywise and scalpels and like all the kinds omen, of maybe we put some omen references, not Stephen King, but just a horror theme. But I would love it. It themed like demon clowns a dog ripping a you know cujo ripping maybe like you would have gucci as cujo ripping <sighs> our bodies apart you know consuming us i think that'd be cool like if i died if before gucci like feed me to gucci like the- just as a way of just showing like the ultimate appreciation <laughs> e- eating of so, the ashes eating of the body i think well, it the is, gag is that i kind of could have i kind of could have let you follow through with that because Wild hasn't spent one night in that nursery. She has not yet. <laughs> that that bedside bassinet in our room has yeah. been serving her well. But speaking yeah, of Wild, I'm glad somebody can appreciate that you uh, want to do that. To our segment, the patrons got a point. You you asked the question, which I didn't approve. I thought I was the one running the Patreon. You asked, "Who does Wild look like?" And then uh, I just wanted to first address that question. I think when people ask the question, like, "Oh, does Wild look like this person?" Wild looks like her own damn self. This whole idea of like, who does this child look like? I think it sort of removes the individuality from I don't, just so the child. I, I think, think it's, it's fine I think to say like, oh, you like your mom or your dad. Sure. Or a healthy blend of both. The only problem is that when you um, are an adopted person, right? And if that becomes like the, the signifier of your parentage or your relationship with your family, it sort of removes that that identity yeah. in, in that relationship. So I don't know. I just, I hate the obsession that a lot of people have with babies and um, whether they look like which parent they are. 
I think it's an obsession. It's just a fun pole. I Damn. Think I think it's a little bit. Damn. I think societally. I bet you're fun at parties. Societal. I'm not. I know you're not. <laughs> I'm not. I've been there. I will literally shake your party. hand and be like, okay, tell me about what you think about the Israel-Palestinian conflict. Yeah, Ben's that you person know? at the party, whereas I'm over there twerking. Like, let's talk about you know the collapse of Netanyahu and the new fascist prime minister that was just you know elected. Anyway, yeah. Ben will fully be at a party defending terrorism. We're just like, listen, it's just it's it's a wedding. I don't defend terrorism. <laughs> I contextualize it in a way. It's a rehearsal dinner. And, I, and I say, listen, we we call when the U.S. kills innocent civilians, we call it collateral damage. When, quote unquote, terrorist organizations kill innocent civilians, we call it a terrorist act. Why is that? That's I'm just asking questions here, people. And I'm just asking like, questions. Damn, that guy needs his and everybody sucks. just wants to get like drunk and right. have their dick sucks or their yeah. So you over here being like, slicked. I think it's disgusting when people are obsessed with how their baby looks. It's like, well, I, I think I think it's disgusting. gross when people are like, oh, I hope she has Ben's eyes because they're a colored eye, and then she'll look more. Well, isn't that an extension of that question though? I All think right, it's sound off, patrons. Pictures. Do you think that no. the question, who does wild look like, or the, uh, do, do we as an American or any society, I think in America particularly, do we obsess a little bit over how, what a child looks like? This, I feel like every week there's going to be a permutation of this question. It's just like, that's who, slightly different from the original question. Who but does Wiggles look like? Uh, most people said they can't decide. So that was... Oops. That was 182 people, and then 165 people said dad's twin. She, Ben, well, she does yeah. look like you as a baby. And then mom's twin, uh, 105. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the shared baby pictures. Yeah, yeah. I keep on smacking my, that, like, sound was me hitting. I'm uncoordinated, even though I do play a lot of basketball. Just haven't been doing it lately. You're on the court, yeah. I've been here with you the baby we've been super tight i mean even right now we're running on fumes ben had to drag me out of bed why because you know bling empire season two dropped and then what else dropped oh i, I was behind on selling sunset reunion don't all right and so then I was first of all don't even talk to me all day about behind on t- i'm behind on so many tv shows picard season two star trek discovery season four uh just disgustingly i still haven't watched um Se- uh, Severance, the Apple TV Plus show. I still haven't watched that. Foundation. I'm, you know, seven episodes in that. So don't, don't talk to me. I'm about just saying, in that. general, we're tired because we've been up at night. Yeah, that's and true. then, you know, I'm like I said, I'm a full, I'm a walking milkshake for Wiggles. <laughs> so this, we are running on fumes today. I'll that, be surprised that Doja if we go Cat to a full hour. Song starts to hit a little bit differently. Uh, bitch, now. I'm a cow. Right, right, right. Very that. All right, Ben, you want to take a quick break? Yeah. Before we continue with the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good. Through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves, to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible, and it focuses on progress, not perfection. 
allowing you to work toward your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom weight users finished the program and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe. Um, we're back. Ben has coffee. Before, yeah, yeah, hold up. oh, uh, okay. We're we're waiting on your sneeze. All right. Like I'm very dramatic when I sneeze too. Like this, like you'll get snot into the next room. Okay. Well, as Sorry. you do that, I want to say to Ben and to everybody watching this and listening to this. Maybe I was just a little grumpy at the top of the show, but I'm I'm so sorry about giving you shit about your horrible vocals. You say They're grumpy as if it's like a temporary <laughs> state for you. It's, oh, been, it's, a, it's been a pretty constant state for it's you not for temporary. a while. If I was one of uh, the seven dwarves in Snow White, you'd, you'd I'd be grumpy. grumpy. And you'd be dopey. Grumpy and groggy. Isn't that one of the... Groggy, groggy is... is <laughs> <laughs> Groggy is not a seven dwarf. You would, you Wait, should be, let's see if we can name all seven. I'm not doing that. I, I have a very dopey, bashful, uh, <laughs> doc. Uh, fuck. Okay, hold on. Sleep, Dasher, sleepy. No, Prancer. no, no. It's got to be one name: Sleepy, Bashful, Doc. Dopey, grumpy. You can tell which one of us grew up with television. <laughs> you know, I wasn't allowed. To, I wasn't allowed to watch Snow White growing up because there was a stinky. witch in it. There was a witch in it, <laughs> and the witch was evil. Like when that witch with that with the nose when she became scared. I remember looking at that, um, watching that with my uh, at my cousin's house. Let me see, Seven Dwarves, which we is were, probably we were saying that you were grumpy, grumpy and groggy. It's not okay. Oh, okay, grumpy, dopey, doc. I said though, happy. Damn, <laughs> happy, bashful, sneezy, I and can, sleepy. I can be sneezy, right? You are definitely sneezy. Um, I, I was starting by saying, so one bless you. It, it's still happening. If you're watching YouTube, Ben's sneeze is still trying to come out. Go, go for it. I just wanted to say that, like, who the fuck am I? Mariah Carey, Beyonce. I, I, I'm no one to judge anybody's vocals. No, I love your not. voice. I, I fell in love with you mm-hmm. many years ago, and every day I, I choose to love you more and more. So I, I'm sorry. All right, cool. I, apology accepted. Cool, great. Uh, and now we can move what on. We, what did we read? So we read Queen of Bad Dreams, which is amazing. We oh, enjoyed it. so good, uh, y'all. And, so good. And the writer is Danny Lore. So like some context for this. So we are reading Queen of Bad Dreams, written by Danny Lore. Next week, we're reading a collection of science fiction poetry, Electric Arches, written by Evel Ewing. And both of those writers uh, were co-writers with Janelle Monet on the Memory Librarian, which we're reading in two weeks. And uh, so I sort of wanted to give us some context of where these authors are coming from when they helped Janelle Monet write this collection of uh, short stories. But if you've read 
the Sandman series by Neil Gaiman and you know uh, Nala Hopkinson, who we interviewed in episode forty-seven. Uh, sh- uh, she sort of did an extension of the Sandman series and also the books of magic, which basically takes this idea that Nalo dreams or Danny Nalo Hopkinson, okay. yeah, yeah, for the Sandman series, but all that. Um, had a huge influence on Queen of Bad Dreams. Uh, Danny Lore themselves said that uh, the, they loved the books of magic growing up. I listened to an interview uh, by them and read, read up a couple of other interviews and, and such. So it, basically the concept is, is that dreams um, can become real. And for example, they're, they're called figments. And so in this world, a figment of your imagination or from your dream can become embodied and can move around. And because of some major big incident, uh, um, all these figments started coming around and wreaking havoc. And now justices, uh, sort of police, go around, think of like ice maybe, go around and collect these figments and bring them back into like the dream world. Occasionally, if the figments though are proven or shown to be you know, upstanding citizens or have consciousness, essentially, they are allowed to stay in the real world. And I guess be citizens. And be citizens, which this whole thing, I could not help but reading this as a metaphor for immigration. And did did you I, not, did you not get that? Or I read it less as a metaphor for immigration. And I read it more as that whole, like, Turing test what is AI what's the difference between like advanced or artificial intelligence and a human Mm. so so like what is intelligence what is consciousness what is correct what is life essentially yeah I read it more as that because so you you have a dream and in this dream uh, you know you dream about a, a random person and then that random person is allowed to is possibly like jumps out of your dream and is a figment walking and moving through the planet as a human. So I read that as like, is what's the difference between something created and a human being if they're interacting the same? I, I read it more as that. So we just had two different takes. I don't I don't think one's more wrong yeah. than the other. And I was I was fur. I'm not sure how far we're gonna get into spoilers. Um, we can spoil anything. Yeah. Okay. But but I think whether the concept, the artwork is still beautiful, like us spoiling the story is not spoiling the artwork. Absolutely. There's still not. quite a bit involved into the, the whole story. So if I can talk about one thing that further confirmed the artificial intelligence theme for me was that, so the main character's name is, Help me out with this. Dare. Dare. D-A-H-E-R. I, I would have, my Southern me would have said Daher. You could say Daher. I think it's Dare. Dare. Okay. So Dare is a, a an inspector of justice. So like one of these ice patrols like Ben is describing. And Dare has a child named Celine. And Celine was dreamt. So, so Dare is... It was once married to a woman named Viv. So when Dare and Viv were together, they had baby Celine. And Celine, like I said, was was formed in a dream and then was able to sort of stay and move throughout the human world and is treated, obviously, like a regular human child. So that, to me, felt very much like 
the movie AI. Remember AI with Haley Joel Osment? Oh, yeah. I and, remember um, that. Yep. I can't remember her. Off of, uh, Jude Law, maybe? Yep. Uh, so that, that to me, felt very much like that. It's like this robot child versus the biological child we had and how we treat them differently or the same and things like that. Also, I keep unthinking, coming back to that as a metaphor and a reflection in our world where queer queer couples or uh, couples who cannot have biological children in the same way that straight people can, uh, there are so many freaking hurdles for them. Yeah. Like, uh, it's a huge I've been, bucket, too. It's like infertility, queer couples. Yeah. So I've been reading. I was reading about that and uh, essentially um, in vitro fertilization for... Um, uh, like lesbian married couples for them to do that they need 12 attempts of the oh my God. of uh, it's not the other it's not in vitro it's um, so there's uh, in vitro fertilization and then it uh, intrauterine insemination IUI or IVF and I think you need like 12 attempts most insurance policies you need 12 attempts of IUI uh, before you have IVF, which is a more expensive procedure. But for a lot of these uh, policies, they define, like the, the insurance companies won't pay for like IVS, IVF unless you've been trying for a year. To have a baby. Yeah, and mm. so they define infertility in terms of like straight relationships, which the biggest hurdle in that sense ha- is really for... Um, mostly for gay men, but also for um, uh, lesbian women as well. And so sort of that whole idea, I thought, really interesting when you have a world, because then now you don't have to worry about that. You dream your child, right? In the book. In the book. And we want to just name off the top end that it's just fucking disgusting that people... It's like almost everything reproductive outside of like man woman baby is just foul it's like all abortion bans and all things all of these hurdles that like same-sex couples have to go through to just like even legally adopt their own child if you're not the birthing partner it's 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 just a fucking scam like like there's no other way to say it oh yeah and it's we just want to i just want to say that off the top before you like jumped back into the book um because we were having some well, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and forth, but basically, this these insurance policies that are discriminatory Absolutely. in this world, you you now have imagined a world where that discrimination becomes a non-issue if mm-hmm. if you are allowed to, you know, create a child through a dream world, and I thought that was um, I think reflective on the fact that we do live in a society, and it where discrimination exists for families queer families who would like to have children and they face more hurdles like we're coming up on pride month in june and there's this idea that like oh you know we've i think for some people we've you know gone over these hurdles but we really haven't like just because you can see a pride flag i think a lot of at target at target or something or a lot of people um, this is, you know, my dad came to visit recently and he, he made a comment. He's like, yeah, I inspect a lot of houses and I, I inspect a lot of houses. It seems like, you know, a lot of the families I inspect are gay families and they have a lot of money. He, and I'm like, well, dad, the, the houses you generally inspect are 
wealthier homes to begin with. It's like, no, not all, not always, but it just seems like, you know, gay people are, are advancing more or, or maybe more, or in his mind, he thought, you know, there's, we've reached like equality. And I think that's just not the case. Yeah. Right. Like just because you see a pride flag down the street doesn't mean that there are these policies in place that are horrific, but at the yeah, same time, there like are, yeah, there are people who are s- suing these insurance companies and, um, they're, you know, they're getting, they're winning and getting recognition and getting press. Uh, I'll drop the two articles that I read cause I'm not really, I shouldn't be speaking on this as obviously as a professional, I'm not in a queer relationship and I'm don't have this struggle like, you know, but it's something that, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and and yeah, yeah, that I don't have to think about, but it is something you don't have to think about. I'll say that much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean that as goes everything, right? It's like we see Obama, and we don't. We we think everything's gotten better, and then the events like the Buffalo shooting will occur, and it's like this is all connected, and this is all like this is not an isolated event. This is because of bullshit that like. Tucker Carlson is talking about about like white people disappearing the, or the something. The Great stupid. Replacement Theory. Yep. It's so cr- it's so oh. crazy. Because also, there's sort I, of a form oh, of that okay. in in the comic book as well. This idea that we're going to let too many figments in our world. You know, yeah. we can't have figments running around unregulated. That's a bad thing. Like figments, then in many ways, in this comic book, become um, parallel to like black folks experience and and um undocumented immigrants experience as well i'm sorry i interrupted you yeah no uh i I see now how you're making the allegory work more for immigration than anything else but it's just so it's like people can understand when it's a small thing right like people what i'm trying to say is like if you may if if these lawmakers made policy changes that would mostly benefit same sex couples they they really don't see how so many people win when you do that because more than same sex couples will benefit from the policy like it, it's as simple as you know raise your hand if you listen to something with subtitles right it's like now raise your hand if you're deaf like those numbers are not mm. going to be the same, but I watch everything in subtitles. I, like we all benefit if you put this, it's, right. it's universal design, yeah, but the, it needs to be for people, everything. Yes. And Creating so universal like, healthcare and providing all families an equal opportunity yes, and, and you support will, if they want to have biological kids. Right. right. It's like you, it's like, listen, lawmakers, I, I promise you, if you change this, it will also help white people. It will also help straight people. Like, is that enough to convince you that you should yeah. care about it? Like, no. Providing health care equitably would help an entire society. But I think you're also dealing with a very particular history in the U.S. where that just we don't have that history of caring for everybody. Right. We don't. Mm-hmm. In fact, like our whole nation state is built on the idea that not everyone is created equal it's written in our very like dna of the foundation of our country it's men and it's land-owning men and it's white men right so that's it it's land-owning white men 
and that are the only people and then everyone else based on that it's it's on that like the a term i like to use there are a couple of terms i like to use if i'm talking about american um politics or society with my students you know we'll learn about you know south african apartheid and then i'll say okay now let's learn about american apartheid and they're like wait what or you know we learn about the indian the indian caste system or like all right let's learn about the american caste system uh, i think that's an that's a, an important using these terms that we often think of othering that oh no we're not as bad as that we're not as bad as south african apartheid like, you're right we're, not, we're worse yeah we are far worse you're right but what's, what do you call what's that thing you call like the snake that eats its own tail oh the uberos the uberos i, re, I mean that's just like good what image. like these lawmakers are getting to that point it's like you intended to keep out this community it's actually not even hurting that community just them it's hurting that community and your mama bitch like <laughs> your mama is poor too so you just hurt this black community over here and you hurt your mom. Like that that's what we're getting to. And now you're hurting your your own child. And now eventually you're hurting yourself. Like this this whole thing. But the book is lit. <laughs> yeah, the book is great. Yeah, get back to the book before we I'll, get on to all the the shit that's happening. Also talk about right now. Uh, representation, you know, there's you know, Okay. So d- they have a queer couple in this book and they're mm-hmm. divorced, right? And I right. think this I right? Like we don't That's important. Don't, <laughs> queer, queer people get divorced as queer well. Queer divorce is important. Oh, so there's an idea uh, like I I'm involved in like queer communities and I read a lot of like queer literature but there's this idea Can that like a and, and I sort of every now and then <laughs> and I, well, here, here's my problem. I think <laughs> here's my problem. with Sorry. marriage. Marriage as an institute is grounded in a patriarchal ideology it's yeah, that is you the ground want to get married for a long time yeah and and i get um i and i'm against it as an institution and so there's the idea but when you saw me walking down that aisle i was like, like yeah that was, that was a right decision even though that could have been the down payment on a house anyway <laughs> Arr, that meant that I was looking expensive. You, you, you. How did you feel? Let's, let's light the mood a little bit. How did you feel when you saw me walking down the aisle? Be honest. A little bit of joy I, and then, oh, fuck. No, no. It was all joy. There was no, yeah. The fuckery came later, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't, actually. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're going to post uh, in the Patreon. We will post a picture of Ben uh, as I walked down the aisle. We have that on deck. Okay. The thing that this book no, made me... No, how did you feel? I felt amazing. I thought you were gorgeous. You were beautiful. I cried. I teared up. Okay, we all wanted to hear this. Yeah, absolutely. Damn. Yeah. Can we have a little joy and, in the podcast and before I we get back to... And I played guitar that wedding, too. It you great. did. It's great. You didn't sing, though. I I think we had practiced with me singing a little bit. I think I might have sang, like, a word at the end, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Oh, oh yeah. So that scene where we discover that Dare, who is basically she's she's hired to find Ava, who's escaped a politician. Um, what's the politician Chase or like uh, Eleanor? Eleanor Chase, and Eleanor Chase has some like deep dark secrets to hide, and so Ava is the figment of Eleanor Chase's um, uh, son, Emerson Chase. And Emerson Chase is sort of like an idiot. Think like any one of the Trump children. 
And so he yeah, he's like super of this black woman who just yeah, protects him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so Dare is sort of hired to you know chase down Ava and learns that Ava has secrets about the Chase family and turns out they are responsible for like all the craziness that's happened in the dream world. And anyway, justice is overcome. Blah blah blah. Um, great great story. But coming to that part where they you learn that they got a divorce, I, there's this idea that when queer people attempt to recreate a nuclear family, right? Get married, have a kid. And that is um, subscribing to heteronormative norms. Therefore, it becomes homonormative. So there's a term in gender studies refer to heteronormative. Be straight. You know, mother generally has a gender role of caring for the house father has the gender role of taking care of money uh, I think that's sort of changed a little bit now you're like oh more equally you have kids blah 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 and then taking that context and just making it gay homonormative is a term that a lot of like um, like very progressive um, queer theorists say this is not good for a queer community queerness homonormativity homonormativity so yeah heteronormativity. yeah okay, so if you're trying it. to like you know, I got you. Well, this is this idea of, um, you know, uh, being like, um, it, it's it's not accepting. Let's assimilate almost to. It's, it's a form of assimila- assimilation, okay. right? And so that will inevitably lead to divorce and separation. Actually, when you put yourself, you're more likely to like. I don't want to say lose your queerness because that will always re- you'll always retain a part of that, but I think you lose elements of that queerness, perhaps. I think that's a fear uh, that you had about getting married. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. It's like, oh, do you lose, um, uh, or or this idea of bi erasure, where if you are if you identify as bi and you're in. Um, one kind of relationship, then that means that you are not bi. You're actually confused or something like that, something that you'll you'll hear. Um, or, yeah, bi erasure is like a term that some people use. Uh, so anyway, I thought that scene, seeing like a lesbian couple and having them as div- divorced and sort of exploring that, I found... And co-parenting still. And, co- and, and co-parenting too, and also being like super respectful, I found extremely fascinating. Um it's, but one thing I wanted to ask you, keep it light. Have you ever like had a dream a, a or dreamt divorce. up? Have Sorry. you had a queer divorce? <laughs> have you ever like dreamt something? You're like, oh man, I, I wish that figure became real or something. Or I don't know, like had a dream. Maybe of like an sex image. dreams. Oh yeah. And then, and then that image steps out and like you saw that person in your room. It's like, yes and no. Like if you had a sex dream about somebody you weren't supposed to. Like mm. a coworker or something, you're like, oh no. Oh, so you have you ever created like a figment where that person's not real, or uh, have you only mm. had dreams of people who have been real? I've only mostly had dreams of people that have been real. If I'm being honest, because mm. if I the other parts weren't human or something, mm. if that makes any like sense, like a talking dolphin or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. I, well, in this world, your figments can sort of look like anything. They right. can be. They can look. Alien, you know, think of Star Wars Cantina, 
you know, they could look like anything if you dream them. Sometimes they look human, sometimes what? they don't. Why do you think I know what Star Wars cantina is? You know is? the cantina in Maz Eisley? Mm-mm. So it's like the first scene in Star Wars, they walk in, and they have like the clarinet playing, and you see all the different aliens. That scene like clarinet. Yeah, it's like, well, there's like there's somebody playing clarinet in Star Wars, <laughs> like first chair. No, it's like a jazz club. Oh, you know, like where Lando loses yeah. his. Well, not Lant. No, Lant. Lant, where they're playing cards and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like that card. I'm right. Oh, oh, oh! You're talking about. Oh, you're talking about in uh, Solo. Yeah. Oh, like okay, that. okay, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Lando cantina? is that. That's sort of the cantina vibe. So all these different aliens coming together, and they look, you know, strange with, you know, feathers and noses. That's different the cantina. Places. Yeah. Like Moe's cantina, like a. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, like it. getting drinks and and hanging got out. It. But that's sort of the creatures. Yes, I've like had you... dreams with creatures and a lot of me-centered dreams. Mm. It'll be like. You know, me running through the grocery store and knocking everything in my cart. Like, there's no one in that dream that I'm like, come with me. Okay. No, like, creatures. Have you had weird, weird creature feature dreams? Like, I think I've had a dream with... Well, I ain't been sleeping lately. Like a <laughs> massive... Yeah, that's also true. I definitely... Not to get all, like... I don't know, spiritual at war or whatever. But I, I dreamt of interactions with wild before she was born before i could see oh, her. oh that's fascinating because i could feel her okay that actually gets to one of my questions because eleanor chase who is the politician like the shady politician who has secrets to hide in the story she to sort of help her run her politics she dreams up all these different figments and she actually dreams up a figment of her son emerson Right. Who, who she's like, I hate my actual son, Emerson. My dream of him is better. Of, right. And I, I found that such a reflective of how so many parents. Parent. Parent, right? They're like, Correct. I'm going to dream. I have a dream of you, which is better in their head than who you will actually become. I think every parent does that. Even if even you, say rela- you don't. Even romantic relationships. And so how do you avoid right. doing you definitely, that? definitely. And we all definitely dream of like, oh, I thought Ben was going to be this. Turns out this is who I'm stuck with. Which is way better than who I dreamed. Right. We can put it, post it on that and discuss that in therapy. You keep bringing that up recently. I just I said know, the, ri- the, you, the actual you is way better than the dream. I mean, you. that sounded obligatory based on your tone. It wasn't. I'm trying to be now nice. You're, now you're defensive. If you if it wasn't, if you were for real about it, you wouldn't have gotten defensive. You've been like, okay. I'm not defensive. You I sound, love you. Your voice went up a pitch. I'm just playing. I'm fucking with you. I know you are. I just, I've dreamt, you know what else I've done in the past? And I'll ask you about yours soon. So let's say something really exciting is happening the next day, right? Like as a kid, I always, like if I knew we were going to Six Flags the next day, I always, I I could barely sleep because I was dreaming about like how awesome that next day was going to be. I think that could also be part of your like unmedicated anxiety anxiety <laughs> as well but it was good it was good anxiety it was like oh my god i'm gonna eat a funnel cake and a turkey leg and i'm gonna get on the which mind still, bender i'm I gonna think, get on the georgia scorcher which is still a form of anxiety because it's interrupting your anxiety is uh, off anyway go for it not you telling the the queen of anxiety what anxiety is sorry have you ever dreamt of someone in your dream that you wish was in real life or 
I've, I think I've dreamed creatures. Like when I was really into Harry Potter, I, I, I dreamed some different fusion of characters, you know, like maybe like a massive spider with a giraffe head or something. But, I but, don't remember giraffes being So anyway, so you would dream before you had this exciting event? Oh, yeah. and it Or like if I knew some sort of award ceremony was at the school the next day, I'd dream of me you getting the it. award. Oh, yeah. And then I wouldn't. Vis- vis- I told you about that one time at cheer camp where I thought I won the award. They, and they, they called out the name Amber really slowly. And I think like the person announcing had to cough or something. So she was like, so... There was a school in my in the district or in the state. Uh, called, say more. I, I know called, what happened. You you probably were so Luke. embarrassed. Oh, are you kidding? You like, so you let probably, me let me explain the whole story. Amber so gets embarrassed. Oh, are you very kidding? Easily. Very easily. Very so I, funny because because I'm like a you, freaking you, you clown. Give, you give a pres- presentation like that. You don't give a fuck, but I give. give I think so everybody does. I give very uh, uh, tons of fucks. Uh, so what happened was this. There was this. Re- I'm gonna just look at the camera now. There was this really, there was this award at cheer camp that coaches gave to one cheerleader on the squad uh, who they not thought of as their favorite, but just was like, this person's been working hard all year. Like they really deserve this, like kind of a teacher's pet award. And this was like a a state cheer camp. Yeah, which describes you. Which actually didn't describe me at that moment. I was more about my friends and less about the cheer captain or coach or whatever. This is quick. So then they would call like Ben from whatever city, whatever, whatever. So they essentially the lady was like Amber. And so I stood up, started walking to get the award. And she was like from Druid Hills, which was not my school. It was Clark Central. So I literally had to like actively turn back around and sit down. And at that point, I caught the eye contact of my cheer coach, the one who would have been the one who nominated me. And she was like, (laughs) She came and look like, bitch, you wish. You give me more grief than anybody on this damn squad. Like, I would actually nominate your black ass. Said that. She was black, too. But she said all of that with her eyes. She was like, what the fuck you doing? Sit down. That's fantastic. I have to. Well, hold, on, on, hold on, hold on, On that note. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Real quick. Wow. All right. Well, on that <laughs> embarrassing note, let's go ahead I... and wrap up this show. Wait. First off, that's my line. Second off. What embarrassing note are you referring to? <laughs> that you had to pause the show to run and take a poop. I don't know what's wrong with me. Okay, you ju- you had a baby. Breastfeeding. And there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with. Well, there's something. There's something wrong with all of us. There's something wrong with. Well, there's no. I mean, we all die, right? So is that wrong? Is it wrong to die? Deteriorate deteriorate no that's part of life we're all going to die it's a hundred percent and so sometimes we have to poop i'm just so in awe of my body these days like yeah, legit where too. is the milk that is forming in my breast like where does it come from there are whole articles and videos <laughs> you can watch to learn about that like my if body that's is the question you're having like a water cooler like how like every time it happens, I'm like, how is this happening? Mm-hmm. I'm sure doctors know. <laughs> like, where does the milk come from? <laughs> okay, sorry. You're right. You're right, Ben. There is no breast milk in this uh, incredible comic book that y'all should all read. Um, if you're a queer person going through a divorce, 
good for you. Get that divorce. Whatever sets you through free. I always congratulate people when they have are getting a divorce because it's very hard to get a fucking divorce. Like it actually, it's it's frowned upon by society and stuff. And obviously, you know, we want our marriages to work. But when it's bad, get the fuck out. So I okay. I went home a little while ago and I ran into someone. I was like, oh, what how do you is... mean you went home? You're I, home now. I, you know, in New York. Like, you know, I went home to ah. New York and I ran into someone who I grew up in this like evangelical church. I ran into their parent. I was like, how, how is, you know, ex child, yeah, this, you know, this person and their husband. And they're like, oh, they got a divorce and it's so sad. You know, she wanted a divorce because she went to go get her PhD and we we're just so disappointed in her. <gasps> and I was like, oh, I mean, I was like, oh, good for her because I, like for you to go and I think part of the reason How they could someone fix their the, lips to say like, the we're indication, so disappointed well, that our child got well, it's her PhD. I'm sure it was a her. It's because of the kind of evangelical Christian community I grew up in, you know, all he could talk about how grieved they were because they had loved their their son-in-law so then much. you marry his ass. I'm yeah. I just like it's so hard to break up sometimes and see the light. So when people do, oh, I especially just, to like it seems like one of my they did it to so bad. It seemed as if they did it <laughs> to exactly get a PhD. It seemed as if they did it to get a PhD. And I thought that was something to celebrate. Oh like, my God. Look, here, trade in your marriage for a PhD. Does this here, mean I can get my PhD your... now? Wait, wait. What did I disagree to? <laughs> ben, you could always get your PhD. It's yeah. just, you, you are, you know, I would support you getting your PhD. Well, on that note, it's just who's just go watch the baby yes. while I'm going off being a star, <laughs> <laughs> babe. Ju- Miss Judy Wallen, my mom, she's in the other room watching the baby right now. I know we should give her a break, Ben. You have my blessing to go get your PhD, and when you do, you better you better have straight motherfucking A's yep. and queer A's. With that being said, Ben, why don't you warp up the show? All right. In conclusion. Uh, Queen of Bad Dreams is a great, beautiful read of imagination, of dreaming, of of figments of your imagination of divorces. Go ahead and read it. Happy divorce, (laughs) y'all. Thanks, Ben. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sci-Fi Side Podcast, home of the divorce. <laughs> Just kidding. Up next, we will be reading Electric Arches, the poetry collection by Eve L. Ewing. Uh, it's a short read, but we're going to discuss that and so much more, of course. So we will see y'all next week on the show. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.